Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast for fans, experts, and newcomers. It's all about Tokusatsu. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker, and I'm your newcomer. And this week, we looked at Common Rider 01, episodes 40 and 41. And. Shin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Treehouse of Trust, to the Sanctuary. Welcome home. This is your house. <laughs> Greetings. Just like Kevin in Home Alone, you have to defend it. Get ready. Get your hot pokers and stuff. Hurt those men. Just come and ride with me. Yo, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be Kevin, man. He was like, even though that was like looking at it as an adult, I'm like, what the hell are these guys trying to you know, get this kid. They're getting their ass kicked. I always wanted to be Kevin just to set traps and mess some stuff up. He was like a rich kid that got to hurt people. <laughs> of course you want to be Kevin. We would never see another movie like that made in this century. Like, ever. I mean, I've, like, watched, like, Saw and The Purge and stuff. But, like, from a kid's perspective, like, I don't think that would ever happen yeah. again. Especially with all this, like, pedal stuff that's going on and stuff. Like, nah. I think people just stay away from the kids being chased by adults <laughs> narrative. Yeah, like it's not really f- funny anymore because <laughs> I feel like it was like funny where they're like, oh, look at these like old greasy dudes that like just want money. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that won't work anymore. As well as a lot of other 90s and 80s comedy tropes won't work anymore. Uh, my favorite has to be um, when you have like the person that's like, um, in like a mask like in like revenge of the nerds who like wears the same costume like as that girl's like boyfriend and then like he kisses her like has sex with her and it's like that's not cool yeah that's something we learned about in the past like 40 years the 70s (laughs) was a weird time like a lot of like i I, I don't want to use the four letter r word but a lot of that stuff was going on and yeah oh yeah i was like what (laughs) were (laughs) <laughs> and i, I realized like i was like yeah, yeah uh, i don't no, like, like that I was word like, i thought you meant race for a second and i was like well yeah there's a lot of stuff going on with that yeah totally <laughs> you're like why don't you want to say race? You. yeah <laughs> although um speaking of revenge of the nerds like there's one character in that like who's like a um like gay black character in like 1984 and like they just call him a nerd and like I forget like what comedian it was, but he said something like that kid must have been so stoked because 10 years before and 10 years after he, he called something very different than a nerd. <laughs> was this recently? I, I forget who the comedian was like. It might have been like Brian Reagan, maybe like he's one of those guys, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and these people are going deep for stuff like that. Like, wow. I can't imagine watching like the weird 80s movies like that, like now though like imagine like watching animal house for the first time in like 2020 or something yeah like all those like college movies that you know get the girl drunk and like have sex with her like <laughs> yeah people i think people would just stay from stay away from movies like that i mean you may have some tv shows 
that may play along with that. I know, uh, what's the show on Netflix? 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. That was probably <laughs> the last time I saw something like that. And they got a lot of stick for, you know, pretty much convincing people to commit suicide. I think that's what their problem was. And then, like, the next season, they had to do, like, public service announcement, like, we do not want you to hurt yourself. The way I understood it was, like, it was just, like, presenting stuff without, like, care and, like, maybe making it look, like, a little too, like, cool, which you shouldn't do. That's really, like, that's really bad for a lot of people. And, yeah, um, if you can't tell, uh, we're a podcast about tokusatsu. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's tuned in for the first time and was like, what did I just get myself into? I mean, basically, like, that is kind of what, like, the 2017 Link Power Rangers movie, like, was, like, gesturing towards, like, vaguely about, like, the problems kids have. But, like, because, like, when we watched it, wasn't it, like, one of the characters, like, sent around, like, a friend's, like, nude pictures or something? Like, I remember something like that with the movie. I don't know. You mean that wasn't Breakfast Club too? <clears throat> yeah, basically. Oh, I thought, okay, so it was Power Okay, I was confused. My favorite part of that movie is uh, that scene where they're just, like, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. Yeah, we promise he's going to be here soon. We promise. At Tommy. Oh, so cringy. Oh, man. Long hair, spins around, says, yeah, yeah. Tommy. Hey, the only way they could have made that better is to have the actor, uh, David Frank, as the principal. Actually, that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been dope, right? Yeah. I would love for like more movies to like do that though. Like, I guess they kind of do actually. Like, that's how like Venom ends. Like, oh, Cards is gonna show up. This is awesome. <laughs> Spoilers, but like, yeah. <laughs> like, one of the Pirates movie was like, um, bulk, bulk and skull, bulk, bulk and skull. Uh, but yeah. Um, so movies and TV. Some love them. Some hate them. Where do we fall? Who hates movies and TV? <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is like a s- small group of people that are like, oh, I don't watch TV or like movies. I'm like, uh, do you just listen to a record player all day? Sit on your por- porch? Yeah, there's lots of people that are just like on their porch being like, I don't want that box to steal my soul, so I can't watch any movies. <laughs> Stay away from that box, I tell you. My mom saw Starsky and Hutch and died. You can't watch anything. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> hey, if you're jokes about that. <laughs> if someone in your family has been like affected by Starsky and Hutch, please reach out. <laughs> We'd love to like do something for you. <laughs> As you laugh. <laughs> yeah. But uh Yeah, so this is a big week for us. Uh there's a lot going on with um the fandom and like our like general interests but beyond making fun of people who we don't exist uh <laughs> but no um so we've got some bangers episodes of like Comrade zero one there's the first details on like a new like common writer show um and also um not related to toku much but um we've seen like the first like comprehensive looks at like um the next generation of like video game consoles. And like, I feel like we both have like some strong opinions there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw that in the notes that you put new consoles. And I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, between PlayStation and Xbox right now, who you got, who you got? Oh, 
PlayStation 5 for sure. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a PlayStation fanboy because my catalog of systems have went PlayStation, uh, I think GameCube, Xbox, Xbox 360. And after 360, I hopped back on the PlayStation um, bandwagon. But uh, I bounced back and forth between in, between which console I feel like I want to spend m- most of my time with. I rarely buy multiple consoles. But ever since I switched back to the PS4, I've been pretty much excited. And after seeing like the press conference, even though uh, the PlayStation 4's uh, you know, like rollout wasn't spectacular and jaw-dropping throughout, it was way better than the Xboxes. I don't care what anybody says after that show that little Halo reel. <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> that was the that was the that was in the Xbox Series X for me, unless it's like a good deal on it or something. How about you? Who you got hey. winning right now? Oh I think for me Sony's winning, but I do have I do have to step up for Halo. Halo was my life at a certain point. Like around like between Halo two and Halo three, I was all for that level about that helmet oh no for sure for sure like i said i was xbox xbox 360 i loved halo halo 2 halo 3 yeah but after i saw that all xbox was doing was reeling me into spending hundreds of dollars on a system for this one game (laughs) i was kind of like is it even worth it at that at this point because i'm always like you you know the meme of the guy walking with the girl holding hands and then he looks back at (laughs) yeah that was me with like every PlayStation exclusive. Like I'm just like, oh, I wish I could play that, but I can't. Um, so I mean, I finally cut the cord from Xbox, and come to find out, a couple of weeks ago, I was still paying for Xbox Live five years Ooh. later. Yeah, bro, fucking ten bucks a month. They got me for a whole five years, bro. I That's just six hundred dollars. You could have bought an Xbox with that, bro. Let's not talk about it. I'm still trying to get over that shit. That means like you're like allowed to like shoplift. <laughs> you make up that difference, right? <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, if you guys are listening and you guys are, you know, probably have both counsels went back and forth, please check your bank account and make sure you're still not paying for <laughs> something you bought on the previous system um, or anything in that general in your bank account. Just make sure like you don't have any random withdrawals uh, being taken out. Yeah. And, um, that's hard um for me the big thing between the consoles though is that like it feels like um playstation is like ps5 next new console and like for xbox it's like um we're making a service and you can play a lot of the stuff on your old console but also on pc and like it's like halo almost almost did it for me it again halo oh you have to understand like i got into podcasts in like 2005 because of halo like I'm like, wow. a, like I was like a young stupid kid that was like, oh like, oh Bungie has a podcast. I should listen to that to find out more about Halo Three. <laughs> and like that was it for me. Like that's how I found stuff like um, Podtoid, and like that's how like I found like who Justin McElroy was and that kind of stuff. Like back before like they'd even done like my brother and brother and me and stuff. So like that was like a big like oh like. I got like in there like very early like because of that and also like I just loved all the Halo games until Halo Four where I was like this isn't that great and yeah bro. I didn't even try I did not even try for Halo Five it looked real bad to me but like as much as people are like ragging on like on Halo isn't it it at least looked 
enough like it where I was like, oh, is this it? Like, still, I think that, like, if so much is on PC and stuff, like, you should wait for the Xbox because, like, you could get Game Pass and play all the games on, like, your old console or, like, on PC. Like, if you don't have a console, get a Switch. If you um are trying to get, like, a next-gen console, get, it kind of seems like you'll get more percentage of the games if you have, like, PS5, though, you know? Yeah, the only appeal for the, the Series X for me is definitely the Game Pass. Um, I have a few Xbox friends, and they always rave about how cool it is to pay, like, a, a price point every month, and you can have all these games at your fingertips. And I'm hoping that Sony feels a little bit of that pressure to kind of make their own service like that with PS5. Um, they the have last one. It's just bad. PS Now? Oh, my God. I, yeah. I tried it in the stream. Um, it just it just felt like too, super choppy. It didn't feel fluid enough for me. I wasn't really a fan of it. But uh, I hope they, like, you know, fix some bugs and some things that are wrong with it and make it a lot better. But, yeah, I guess they do have their version of that. Um, yeah. But I'm not a fan of PlayStation Plus. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to ask you, what's, what's the appeal of PlayStation 5 so far that has you... Um, saying that they're winning. So basically, um, with the Wii, N- Nintendo was like, we're doing something different. We're not in like a straight up war for what's the best console with like Sony and Xbox. Um, with this, it feels like what, what the Xbox Series X is trying to do is be like, we're trying to be like about like services and having Game Pass be like a Netflix of games, but also here's a box. And like, mm. for me with PS5, it's much more like, I think they have more exclusives I care about. They've made that like a real effort with the PS4 lifecycle. And then it's like, oh, this isn't going to try and make all these games work on two or like three different consoles. It's like just going to focus on one console. So I know that I'll like be getting like that feeling. And that's like what I want. Like I want like something that like this is the company that's saying we're still making like a normal like game box and like we're up front gonna focus on games that like make you feel that and that's what i want when i'm like spending money on a console you know yeah and i know a lot of people are giving sony and xbox a hard time about backwards compatibility but like it's not necessarily like the tipping point for me like i don't like it would it would be great but it's not like oh, okay they don't have backwards compatibility i'm not buying a ps5 you know what i mean like it's not that big of a deal for me but uh yeah, the, yeah. the exclusives for sure um and um, I did see that somewhere between the 6th and the 10th, which is another rumor, they're finally going to announce how much it's going to cost. I don't care how much it is. I'm getting it. I'm pre-ordering it as soon as it drops. I'm just ready to move on to the next console. I'm just so Here's I'm what so I think is going to happen. Um, it's going to be like the mid-level Xbox is going to be like 400. The good Xbox is going to be like 5 the discless PlayStation 5 is going to be 5, and the disc PlayStation 5 is going to be 6. Which one are you planning on getting? Probably the disc, like, PS5, because that's where there's, like, a lot of deals and stuff, and, like, I want to, like, have, like, a 4K, like, Blu-ray player for my 4K TV, so, like, you know? Yeah, I was thinking of going digital at first, but then I thought about all the games that are probably going to go on sale because nobody's buying them, <laughs> like, the physical copies. <laughs> so I'm like, why would I leave myself in a situation where I can't, you know, get a physical disc if it's on sale at like Target, Best Buy or somewhere, or even like GameStop if they go out of business or something like. So I'm definitely getting the disc version. 
versus digital only. And like at some point, like you are going to get like 4K DVDs of like something that like do drop in price, like as they get more commonplace. So like, yeah, that's good too. If you're like, I'm, I'm gonna like watch the hell out of like this 4K remaster of like Independence Day or something. Or like, I am enjoying. I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist, but like having less physical copies in my arsenal has been a luxury and just having them on my terabyte. Yeah. I would say it's been saving me a lot of space and leaving me with anxiety of like, should I throw this game away? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love buying digital games, but if it's, if it's on sale, I buy a physical copy. It's not, a, I'm not too piggy. Yeah. It's just like having the option and like being without it would just make me like be really bummed for like whatever I miss that like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but um, especially if it's backwards compatible, like I go to a flea market and get an old version of you know like, yeah, Legends of Dragoon or something. You know what I mean? Or like Toomba. <laughs> oh my god, I love Toomba. <laughs> I haven't played it since PS One, and like when like my brother was let me play it, but I remember Toomba too. Hmm, want to play that in four K, bro? Let me. Have you ever played this game called Frequency? Frequency? Uh, I don't know. I've heard of that. It's like a. Uh, it was a game on PlayStation Two, and I believe that it was kind of like a. Uh, um, what's the game called? Uh, Garage Band. No, what's the game called with the freaking drum set? When you played a guitar, who, who was made by Harmonics, who made Rock Band. Oh, so they did make it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this was like Rock Band before Rock Band. Like this game was up. I was so obsessed with this game. Like it, it, like oh my god, it, it definitely played a big part of my childhood. And then I remember when Rock Band came out. I didn't even know they made that. That makes sense now. Uh, I was stoked that you could actually play the instrument. Wow, I, I just dang. Thanks for saying that. I would have never known. Did it you ever play now. um when they had Amplitude on PC? That was the sequel to Frequency, but before Rock Band. And you could put in any song you wanted into the oh, game, and it would no. custom make a track for it. I missed out on that. That is awesome. Amplitude, huh? Yeah. That's dope. It's like probably out there somewhere. But uh no, when I was like sixteen or seventeen, I like um lived near Boston. So when it was PAX time, I um got into like a harmonics like party and like even though like I was like too young to be there. And yeah, that was <laughs> how was that? They had some really great music, um and a free bar. Uh <laughs> oh, you had a good time. Yeah. Uh don't do that. Um, be <laughs> heroes. Transform yourself. Headshot. Don't be me. Uh, but, yeah. You should save that for Watch Kamen and <laughs> go to Harmonix bars. <laughs> watch Kamen Rider and drink underage. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, TM, TM. Not TM. That's what you want to like copy or something. I'm like, what's it like? Don't, don't. Like, what do you say in a podcast when you're like, don't do that? I don't know. But don't do that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, one other thing I want to bring up before we get to Comrade Zero One is um, another new generation, which is that we finally have details on the next Comrade show after Comrade Zero One, Comrade Saber. Mm. Now, how much have you seen of this, James? You are my only gateway to Saber so far. So whatever we talk about on the pod is a honest reaction. And yeah, I don't know anything besides the Saber and that's it. So two things. One, um, 
when we react to videos, we're no longer going to do it during the video. That was a bad idea. <laughs> it's all post reactions. Oh, what did I say? Um, nobody said it like anything bad. It was just like me having to be like, huh, there's like four minutes where we're talking every 15 seconds. Oh, that's not man. great podcast. Yeah. Our fans liked it well enough, but not me who's trying to like make that a like good show. But um, no. Um, and we said we're going to look at Comrade Girls this week. That might not fit. So we'll look at that um, down the line. Um, actually, we were talking about. Um, uh, so Comrade Game is an off requested show. Comrade Game and um, the Sentai Gokai are probably our two most requested shows to look at. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, there will be like a like bonus episode to look at Kamen Rider Game. Um, so that's probably where we'll look at um, at Kamen Rider Girls because like they have like a really good like music video for game. But for today's video, we are going to be looking at um, uh, the um, Kamen Rider Saber promo. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Oh, I man. had mixed feelings. They've kind of gotten better, but my first impression was different. I want to like it, but I'm also nerd. Oh my god. I can't believe it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> wow. That was a that was a lot to take in. Uh yeah, um <laughs> I felt the same way. I feel like a little overwhelmed by that promo. Yeah, uh, there's a lot there. It's it's a different show than Zero One by more in more ways and by more bounds than I think I thought. It, it's so different that it's jarring. Like I I really don't know how to even dissect this. I mean, as far as the suit goes, suit looks good. I like the driver look. Um can't say i love the premise from what i've seen so far mm. um what'd you think well zero one was your first real exposure to common rider so like it yeah, was like a the, very conservative show yeah the day finally came that i have to keep it going right it's very different from zero one so i really don't know what my expectations were to begin with um and, and i really don't know how common rider shows shift narratives as the seasons go on is this normal to have it so different from the previous show yes and no this is maybe a bit more of a departure than usual um in design and in stuff so like cover rider tends to be a little bit more like techy mm-hmm. and like biologically than like magic-y which it seems that's how like it got me going. with the techy stuff this is more don't get me wrong i love a good fairy tale you know medieval vibe show but i need you to talk me into this one man because like for like zero one like i remember like you were a little like shaky but like it it was like a very like simple design and like very like grounded premise so like that like probably helped you yeah at the beginning i think the first episode of zero one i was like oh, it's a little bit too kitty for me um but as the show got on it was less jokey and then the tone finally found its footing and i liked the tech a lot and i liked any narrative that's like technology versus humanity so i think that's what sold me on zero one but uh yeah this is totally I'm different from that try and sell you a little bit on copyright saber okay. by saying i immediately when i saw this was like a little bit like 
that's not right. <laughs> um, I'd like there to be like a little bit more just um, if like the eyes, the sword helmet and like the shoulder were each like a third to a half like smaller or like I'd like it a lot more personally. And like it just didn't look like a common rider to me. Like I don't like when common riders like are weapon based instead of like fighting based and having a weapon because like it's rare that you like see those like them use like kicks and punches and stuff like when they have it like a main sword. Yeah. So, yeah. We want stunt filled camaraderie shows, not just, you know, yeah, sword play. Those swords can be fun and like they do do like some good stuff. Like there are shows that like um in some episodes like we'll look at in the camaraderie game. That's like a show that is beloved for like its stunt work once it like hits its stride um and it's almost exclusively like weapon based like there's almost no like hand-to-hand combat in that show so yeah i think um i was turned off but i took and like the premise of like the world and stuff not really where i want to be like i like it when it's a bit more grounded and like i think like some elements of like the designs and the story seem like generic like anime rather than like grounded like show but i'm open to it um because of um i've gotten used to to the design of the past week of like seeing it on like twitter and stuff more i think it um if you look there's a like picture of um the belt with like a bunch of the books in it mm-hmm. and, and I actually like really like how like um you can look at the actual like belt and see like oh it shows you how the pieces overlap to show you what powers they have. That's actually like a cool way to like do it. Um, yeah, I like the driver a lot. Like I really do like the driver and I don't mind the suit. It's just, it's just the premise and the setting. I don't know. It's going to take me a while to get into it. But I, like you said, I was standing off as Wizard One and then they got me, roped, roped me in. So we'll see. There's a saying in like the Kamen Rider like fandom that like, the better the suit, the worse the series. <laughs> oh, so this should be a good series then, because it's not the best. It's gonna be I've great. Seen. Yeah, this isn't the no, best suit. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for that upgrade. <laughs> yeah. No, there's like a couple shows that are like notable for like having good suits, but like not the best shows. So people have learned to be like a little patient with like shows that have like designs, but also like the shows do hit their strides after like the first set of episodes, like with actors and plot. And they're like, let's cut this. Let's change this. Let's say, Oh, these new monsters mean, um, look cooler and mean you don't have to go in the CG place anymore. You know, like that could totally happen. Well, that's good. Um, during the promo, what exactly was he doing when he was like, towards the end, he was like chopping these rocks down. What was that? What was going on there? That was kind of like, I'm like, what's going on? Was that like a training montage or something? I don't know from that. Like, um, there was one show, for example, from like a few years ago where like, um, there were like monsters that would like feed on your despair and the writer had to go into people's like internal worlds and like kill the monsters there. Like maybe it's like, oh, to stop the monster from destroying the dimension or a story, you have to go into the story and it's a big CG like okay. fight. That go. might be it. That makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah. One thing I do definitely like is um, how like we see the like main rider has like a cool red bike, but then we see before it 
that there's like an ATV that has like Gatling guns on it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of vehicles. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, yeah, um, I think it could be good. And just because it's like fantasy and swords are bulky, like we have a lot to talk about on like how mature <laughs> the plot of Zero One is this week, for example, despite it being a show that like is trying to sell toys for like four to six year olds. <laughs> like, so hey, maybe it's just like this is the design this year, but I love like great fights with like cool characters. So hard to know. Yeah, we shall see. <laughs> One final thought is um, I love and the franchise loves to have like big lineups of like all 40 main common riders or something. And like it's sometimes I think of the weird designs as like um, they make the lineup seem cooler and they stand out. Um, and I want there to be like a weird one in like the new era. I'm not sure if this is like going to be as weird as like the common rider who like defeats enemies through drums or like the one that like decapitates people, but maybe. As soon as you said like the other riders, I s- my brain went to what is the collab movie going to be like? Like that's going to be interesting too. Yeah. Um... Like tech meets like fairy tale. Stuff I'm like yeah, that's gonna be an interesting film. I really don't know. Um, it could be like a lot of things. Um, there's one more thing I do have to show you actually that is very important. It is for now fan art and probably won't happen, but um, it is uh some great art that was done by um at modeler three six two two on Twitter. If this writer got like a like another form oh that's dope yeah that's dope and that won't happen but this is a saber fan art yeah like if um it got like a monster form like zero one did yeah that looks a lot better than (laughs) the one that i'm the original one yeah that's cool i like it i am gonna be optimistic i'm going to try to be optimistic I more so don't want zero one to be over. I think that's what I'm, I'm like. This is the end. Like it's like the more I look at this, I'm like, damn, I got to watch a whole new cast and get a, a task of new characters. It's not like I don't do it on a regular with other shows, but this is this is my first, you know, camaraderie show. So it's kind of weird. Even though we check in on other ones, I know that we're checking in and leaving. Like, but <laughs> you know, we won't say Arudo and you and Fu are like their names every pod. It's gonna be different. Yeah, and like um. There's always like the weird. They did like a movie for like Commander Game, for example, like brought back the cast of Common Rider like double and the like, Common Rider Five. So like they'll bring cast back and they'll do like like weird crossovers. But like yeah, I was gonna save this question for the end of Zero One, but I guess I could ask it now since we're already talking about you know moving on to Saber. Since this is my first one, like I've, I have this like rated high on my list for ones that we looked at so far. Honestly, where does Zero One fit in on the list of Crime Rider shows? Top, middle, bottom? What would you say? That's hard. Um, it, it's definitely not bottom. Um, like There's some stuff with like plot and character arc that I'm like, I don't know how they're going to land it. But I have like felt like it's perhaps like one of the more consistent Crime Rider shows. Like, it's going to take a little like distance to know for sure because like, it's like what I'm on right now so that like might rank it higher, but also like nostalgia might like play in for like some shows um it's probably like um like but most of the camera shows are good like there's only a couple that 
I'd say like our bad or even bottom. So like I'd say it's like upper mid, maybe like lower top for me. Like probably like of the twenty ish, like twenty one, like twenty two shows I've seen, like it's probably in like the top seven. Oh sweet, okay, top ten at least. Yeah, that's cool. But um, <laughs> speaking of seeing how Comrider Zero One is going to take its landing, um, we should move on to it and jump over there. So this week we looked at Comrade Zero One 40 and 41. We're getting close. Um, only four more episodes after these. Um, so um, first episode 40, uh, Towards My Dreams and Mine Alone of Comrade Zero One. Um, what are your thoughts overall on this, James? This was another really good episode. I mean, I'm pretty much sound like a broken record at this point, but these episodes are emptying the whole clip. I mean, from beginning to end, I was engaged. I had a really good time watching this one. How about you? Yeah, like, it was like a really good episode for like uh, just um, there's some like ways, aspects of like plot and story like brought together where like I was just, like, oh, like I like the way that characters are like coming to terms with like the, their situation, and like I was just like, oh, this is like a very solid episode for like showing us what the end game of this show is going to be. Yeah, a lot of you could tell like a lot of their arcs are coming to an end. Like everything's pretty much coming all around in circle. So, yeah, great episode. It starts in the aftermath of last time, where um, where Aruto got stomped, um, and like saved by Jin, but um, his belt got taken, and the satellite Zaya got hacked, and it's not looking great. It's like looking real bad over there. Yeah, we're down bad at this point. Jin's hopeless and you like see stuff like um Yua and Guy fighting over what they're gonna do. Yeah, freaking uh I I wrote this in my notes. It was one thing that she said particularly I was like, dang, I gotta write this down. But she was yelling at uh <laughs> she was yelling at Fua. She was like, Don't make it sound so simple. This isn't like forcing open a key. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, she's like really mad. And then she went at Guy's head and she was like, This is all your fault. You don't want that pretty much told Ark to, you know, try to, to kill humanity. So she's she's sad enough. Definitely. No, there's a lot of like truth. Like you did teach evil. Yeah, we're, like you can't just we're fighting evil, but you taught it. Yeah, even though we're working with you, don't don't let you don't forget that. You pretty much put us in this situation. Yeah. Um and yeah, things don't get better. Um we see hidden manufacturing get attacked by Try This by Arkazuchi. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, um, beats the crap out of Jin and Aruto won't leave. And what happens to Aruto? <laughs> Yo, the arc is giving off some Frieza vibes. Yeah. Like, all of his attacks are like Frieza-like. Like, he has a little, he puts the ball of energy over his head and sends it, and then Jin gets blasted. Now he has these little, this little finger beam attack that he has, and he kills Aruto. He uses gun. He uses shoot while you're talking. <laughs> That's the same thing that happened to Goku. It's crazy. And like, um, 
if he had been in like Naruto, for example, they'd all be dead when they're like talking about what they're like swing or whatever. They... <laughs> but yeah, um, he he shoots Arto in the heart and um, we see like the like leap off towards like your dream sign destroyed and like the dream part burning. The rest of the cast is like so sad over his body and stuff. And um, then they all go because like the whole city's being destroyed and they get shot too while they're trying to transform yeah he was going on a killing spree um yeah the arc was very very terrifying in this episode and i thought i got my prediction right when i was like i think aruto dies and comes back as a human gear himself but i was wrong <laughs> what do you think was happening though when everybody got shot when they were trying to i was transform? trying to piece the puzzle together as it was going i'm like okay like I like I thought I thought I got my prediction right. I'm like, okay, they're gonna bring back guy. I mean, not that guy, but uh, Aruto as a human gear, and he's gonna be even stronger. But uh, after they kill like everybody, I'm like, what just happened? And yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even know how to explain it. I was like, is this the last episode? <laughs> I was like, Kip put watch episodes forty and forty one, and I'm just like, okay, was that like a troll or something? But yeah, I, I didn't know what was gonna happen. To be honest, wouldn't that be horrible if they're like due to filming issues with like COVID-19 we just killed the <laughs> cast so 40 ended it and the next five episodes are just like a parade I don't know yeah someone would have to start like a GoFundMe and like we just put our money together and the fans make this right uh yeah it just like I say like all the time like this show is meant to be like a shown anime like be all ages be watched by parents and adults and teens as well as kids but also like the show is also like trying to sell toys to kids so like sometimes like that does come to odds with me it's like they just shot everyone <laughs> yeah it's getting brutal man then izu cries and gets yellow ears and Jin asked is she leaking coolant which i love <laughs> yeah i wrote that down too <laughs> and then it all repeats but this time Izu's there and she can't stop it. It just like happens again. Yeah, she uh Izu turned into Doctor Strange this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, and um in the third loop we find out that Izu is connected to satellite like Zaya and was able to like predict what was going to happen just like the arc could, but the arc didn't know she could, so she could outpredict the arc. And by going through all of these simulations of what the arc would do. And like being traumatized, she'd be able to make the like special new stuff that like they need to make Copyright Zero too. How the hell did Aro predict that was going to happen though? <laughs> I mean, they basically like weaponize like when something bad happens and like you go super saiyan. They're like, okay, so Izu, be traumatized, <laughs> watch your friends die. Yeah, I just want to know like how did Aruto know to make her pretty much cry to get the next suit. I mean, they did show the clip at the beginning of the episode and he was like writing down like notes and stuff like that. So maybe he did calculate what was going on and maybe he's smarter than we think he is. You know, I mean, he comes off as a comedian all the time. So maybe he is, you know, a brainiac after all. He did make the new design. Like it even looks like, um, in Iron Man two when like he makes like that new, like power source and stuff. So like, he made the design, just needed, like, the satellite Zaya to make it happen, I guess? 
<laughs> uh yeah. Um and then we get introduced to um he like doesn't get shot that third time and is able to transform into Kamen Zero Two. And what do you think of the fact that just a new key and a new belt was there and like a new form and like a new rider basically? Well, first of all, when whenever um he pretty much said I needed you to make this happen to Izu. I thought they were going to fuse it together like <laughs> like Dragon Ball Z. Me too, yeah. I thought that would have been pretty doped if that would have happened. Like even have like a like have them in the same mind and talk to each other and stuff like that. I thought that was going to happen, so I was a little disappointed when he transformed and she was just on the sideline. Yeah. I felt like that was a missed opportunity to do something special. Uh I I can't imagine them not thinking to go that way, but I don't I just want to know why they didn't do it. But uh, I was shocked to see another suit. I thought that uh, Shining Hopper was the final form, but after it kept getting beat up, I'm pretty sure like there's no way to write that Shining Hopper overcame the arc's calculations. But um, I don't mind a suit. But uh, yeah, I, I was kind of shocked that it was another upgrade. Cause like um, wait, like it was like metal cluster, right? Like the like yeah, silver one the metal. Yeah, my bad. I don't. Yeah, uh, but um, like. That was like that. Remember when we watched the like crossover movie and um, when Comrade like Zio just like got a bunch of gold armor and like a bunch of clocks on him and everything, and it was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that for how simple like Zero One has been in certain aspects, and like the first suits, for example, were like very simple and like very. And like very like movable. I liked how the final suit is like that too, like very slim down, like very like looks more like advanced than like weird and bulky and powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. I was expecting there to be like a final form because like that tends to happen around this time of the shows. Um and I like the throwback both to like the um like um to the like original common writer and like the scarf, but also to like uh his dad in the movie how his dad had like the scarf pattern that would like be red in the blur when he moved and i was like oh yeah. this is like a cool throwback yeah i do like how they like kind of like pay homage to the original comrade suit whenever they do like a little accent of the scarf so that's always a plus what did you think of the fight scene though oh my god when he did a little calculation attack that shit was one of the most sickest attacks i've seen in comrade so far um, even though the arc did it, I was really impressed by how they pulled that off. And when uh Comrade Zero Two counteracted, I was like, okay, now he's going ultra instinct. Like this that was just a yeah. <laughs> that was just an excellent fight. I really did enjoy that. And I, I probably remember always remember that fight when he hit the the final attack when he was on the wall. <laughs> that was cool. No, like final forms are like uh you never forget like your first like they're like very important like people love them like uh, and they're always like a major moment like for the character too um i love that line of i saw that coming a mile away when he like somehow <laughs> yeah. dodges like the finisher <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that anytime like like leading up to that like at the beginning when he, when the arc first realized that um aruto could calculate his moves i just love how how the villain always sucks without knowing what to do before. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you don't know how to fight. <laughs> you just good because you know what's about to happen. Like that's kind of being a fraud. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, 
I can't predict your moves anymore. Now I'm exposed. I'm only good because I know what you're going to do. So that's always funny when villains can't fight when they know when they don't know what to do next. Yeah, and like whenever there's like a new form with like a new song, like you're screwed. But also like there's tons of scenes of like him being punched by Arto, then Arto coming from the other side of the frame about the frame changing. <laughs> yeah, that remind like, me damn. of uh, the the scorpion attack on Mortal Kombat <laughs> when he jumps from like different sides of the screen. That reminded me of that. But the song was awesome too. I was like, oh, kind of got my my uh my blood rushing. This seems like the natural conclusion of like the like rising hopper, shining hopper, like line too of like the very basic like yellow form too. Like it was like it's even better than calculations and like super speed. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. And um kicks the arc out of Raiden and now Man, that should be like they a new like hope. That should be like a new trash talk. I'll kick the arc out of you. <laughs> yeah, kick yeah, the arc out of you. Um, but then the arc goes to the satellite and Hirobi appears to get raided and it's like, it's not over yet is what we find out. I love the line at the end when uh, Aruto was apologizing to Izu. Like, I'm sorry I had to do that. She's like, I don't forgive you. <laughs> I love that part. You're like, no, I don't forgive you. I don't forgive you. But uh, I did... I did read that. You remember how bloodshot her eyes were? Yeah. So supposedly the actress got so worked up from crying that she couldn't stop. So I read that she, they had to take like 20 minute breaks every now and then. So that explains why her eyes were so red. She was just like, couldn't stop crying. So shout out to her. Like she definitely felt like she was doing like a physical transformation. Like she was like, so like flush and like, so like red. And I was like, Oh wow. Like you, like you're selling this real good. And you got to imagine, like, you've been playing this role as a human gear slash robot for the last couple of months, and then you finally get to show some kind of emotion. Like, yeah, that was genuine. Shout out to her. Yeah, um, she's probably, like, one of the better actors on the show for the fact that she was also presumably new to acting, like, that same like, age bracket, but, like, hasn't gotten to do a lot of, like non-subtle like emotional stuff like she, she like she seemed kind of like at the start stilted and like as she was getting more like it felt very natural but like nothing like this you know yeah i remember you told me at the beginning of uh us starting to show that a lot of the actors that do this show move on to like doing other roles like this is like a stepping stone and like an honor to be part of this cast so she definitely she definitely showed like she has range she definitely has like a very like unique look to her she's like she probably has like a very strong like career and like whatever she wants like ahead of her like honestly like you know yeah sure and um one thing i did want to bring up is um i actually really like the significance of like going to common writer zero two like um the whole time it's been like oh like zero one it's the first writer but also it's like um machine code it's like yes and no like which has been like the whole like underlying theming of like the series like human or not alive or not that kind of thing and then like uh to see like the ultimate like form of like arto's powers but also like his like belief system like being hey i'm going to physically make another option that is human and human gear like alive and machine that kind of stuff like i actually like really like that like as like a way to like make the themes like super literal you know Mm -hmm. 
That's a good point. Um, and if that episode was not enough, there's also uh, the next episode, which is uh, "Thou Take Thy Neighbor's Hand," <laughs> episode forty-one of Comrade Zero One. Um, now I need to. <laughs> I took bad notes. Same. I don't want to know why. <laughs> why? My first note is Biden manufacturing is destroyed. I was waiting for you to say that. I was gonna say. Uh, so when did Biden show up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like, can you imagine if like it was like, hi, my name is Arto Biden. One time, like, I was like, yeah, one time I was in a workplace competition with this guy named Corn Pop, and he <laughs> took my company. Uh. I'm glad Damn. you called yourself out because I I definitely was going to do it. <laughs> this show would be great. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. So I was like thinking about uh, maybe like making a new writer for maybe I'll call up my friend Barack and see if he thinks you should like vote for human. <laughs> but yeah, um, hidden manufacturing is destroyed, but people get Arto now. Like you see everybody just be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you convinced me. Of like your jokes and of like your life, um, we see him and Izu actually like do like a joke together entirely, like making those noises and like we see like Fua get saved by the bell by an explosion yeah. from like laughing. Will Aruto ever catch Fua laughing at one of his jokes? Probably. They should save it for the finale, right? Yeah, probably. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. And um, we've been seeing like the bikes more lately, which is nice. Um. Cause it's like there's like whole scenes of like the city being destroyed and the arc is like I'm gonna destroy infrastructure because I'm pissed off, which yeah I guess um and the whole of like and the whole of like society is just like pushed to the brink because like of how many people are hurt and like how much has been destroyed, which that's good villain shit huh? Yeah, the arc's been the best villain of the series so far, but Hirobi's my favorite. That's what I always say. Yeah um. And like speaking of that, um, Metsubojinra is all out of sorts because the arc is doing it on its own, and they're like, uh, "Wait, <laughs> aren't we supposed to be part of this?" Or like, "Isn't this like our movement?" And then we get like a father-son debate that Jin does too good at. So like, he and Hirobi fight, and he gets like his ass kicked by like Hirobi. Yeah, Jin just can't convince Metsubojinra to work with Aruto. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, I think we kind of wish it would happen but there's I just feel like they can't go back onto it but I do appreciate Jin's effort to try to convince them to go help Rudo versus you know being at odds the whole time yeah Jin kind of understands like oh hey like um there are some people trying to like make a world where people can like yeah he just gets it he just gets it and Hirobi <coughs> I wouldn't say that it's not because he reached sing- singularity I believe he has reached it in some kind of form, maybe not as high as Jin's, but he just doesn't want to do it. You know, he just can't see the light in humans. Even if he can't see the light in Rudo, he just doesn't see the light in humanity overall. Yeah. Um, and that comes back like a little bit later on, like in the episode where like um, we get like very clearly, here's what we actually believes, which is like pretty bleak, honestly. Um, and yeah, um, because of the infrastructure, human gears are needed. So Guy resigns to avoid having to do it or just to give it to Arto. I, I wasn't sure. How how hilarious would that be if like when Guy was introducing Naruto that Joe Biden showed up? 
<laughs> you did just say <laughs> you did just say when guy was introduced to naruto that joe biden showed up so i so let's i think that would go a little something like this believe but, uh, it yeah but i did like how the how the um the vice president thought that uh guy was giving him the position i did like that. he's like finally i get my chance but uh that was a good scene too yeah i um like that like you're coming around like on like the vice president like i like have liked him as like a very like slightly more like realistic character of like someone that cares but also like is caught up in stuff and like not as cool as like a hero but uh yeah um we get lots of like returning cast being like i'm here to be a doctor here's five of me to make some more stuff that like weird old guy human gear yeah i love when they do that it was cool to see the firefighter guy i like that episode a lot yeah um we see um naki they come up to fua but we don't actually see their conversation but we do see um raiden talk of his space bro and i was honestly like when they first brought back raiden i was like is there gonna be time for him to like get any character work in or like time but he's honestly gotten a ton of like focus despite having only been like one episode before he like was killed off before and like came back yeah i guess so over over the last four episodes he's been getting a lot of work (laughs) there's one scene where uh we see hirobi on a rooftop getting ready to oh my god to kill like a preschool teacher with an arrow yo he's never done anything like that before so i'm like why now like he just like a whole family just having a picnic. He's just ready to let it rip. I'm just like, oh my God. This is getting like super mature. First we got people getting shot on roofs. Now we got Roby about to blow up whole families. Like this is getting intense. We get like another fight between Hirobi and Jin. But like I love whenever like they're in like their street clothes or like it's like the actual actors. But they're using like the rider weapons because it always looks so weird. But also kind of cool. Yeah, I like it too. And then the arc shows back up, but uh, he can't read the room and says human gears aren't necessary as if like Hirobi <laughs> would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, bad choice of uh, words there, buddy. Like you'd think if like you just got your ass kicked, like, you wouldn't say, I don't need any help. I'm going to get rid of all of my henchmen yeah, and all of my and friends. What's up with the calculations? Is this calculation system broken? Like, how did he not know that was the wrong thing to say? Yeah. Um, because he gets like ejected by Hirobi, it takes over Jin, which leads us to getting um team up. Yeah, team up. And it's pretty fun, honestly. Yeah, that was a fun team up. I love when I just love Hirobi's story overall. He's always been like I can't even say low key, like one of my favorite characters throughout this whole series. And for that brief moment to see him like turn around and actually join forces with Aruto kinda gave me like um Sasuke vibes from Naruto. Uh, you know how he was like the rogue ninja and he came back and helped Naruto, but he's like still a rogue no matter what. Yeah. It kind of gave me that like that kind of vibe. So I, I enjoy that little team up. And they beat the crap out of the arc. Like it's not even like oh close. My they just God. Like, body him. I still remember when Hirobi first did the dystopia move on uh, yeah. Fua. And then like for him to do it in an arc, I was like, wow, like Hirobi's a goat. And there's like a some fun like leading stuff here where like oh there's like some hopeful but like apocalyptic music in the background what's gonna go on and then we get um um 
what what was your response to what happened to the satellite? Oh, I was like, oh, like he came back, um, and then he's like about to turn on the human gears against the humans, right? And then all of a sudden, it just breaks apart, and you see Raiden and the Space Bro destroy the Ark. I was like, oh, so the Ark is definitely gone now. I was kind of shocked, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't really see that happening. Yeah, they use like the um, what was it Geiger? Oh uh, yeah, the Geiger. part from like um, part from Breaking Mammoth to destroy the satellite. Ah uh, yeah, and that's supposedly the end of the arc. Um, and then I feel so bad for Arto. He's like, so Hirobi, uh, you want to place up my company? And Hirobi's just like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, I thought it was like gonna be all like rainbows and sunshine after that and then Hirobi's just like nah I still don't like y'all <laughs> that's why I love him man he just don't care he's just like nah y'all gotta go he he's thought there were like four more episodes he was like I gotta <laughs> but uh yeah he's always been like I think you I think you called that a couple of months ago you're like nah he's gonna they're gonna introduce another bad guy but he's gonna be the last one I think you did call it out and that's what happened I like his logic, though, like, because he's like, well, as long as there's evil in the hearts of humanity, they can remake the Ark. So got to kill people so there can't be evil. Which just, is like su- such a. I just love when I won't say I, I agree with Hirobi, but I just love when villains make you see their point of view and you're like, ah, I can see that. Like kind of like Thanos. Like, nah, like it'd be a better place with less population. And you're like, yeah, I can see that, but not like this. You know what I mean? Like, I just love when when villains can make you sympathize with their views. And that's what Hiropi did here. And the thing those two purple dads have in common is that they have a point, <laughs> but they're hypocrites. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because they're the ones doing the evil. Yeah, it's like, oh, human gears aren't evil after we commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, man, that's... That's like one of the things on like the list of like the big ones, the big bad evils that's on the list. But yeah, um, so then um, after last time, we decided that we would look at the previews for next time. And uh, yeah, episode 42 has quite the preview, huh? Oh, yeah. Like um, I was watching it and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. I turn my head and I can still hear the like audio in the back and i don't speak japanese but i knew exactly what was going on yeah <laughs> like i heard izu and i heard hirobi then i heard somebody crying and i heard like a sad voice i'm like all right then you convinced me into going back and watching it and yeah it's going down next episode for sure yeah and uh it looks like things aren't done there's more to come um in a lot of ways um we might be getting some new characters which is interesting um sometimes there are like new characters at this point in the show and like there's more episodes usually but like and those new characters like might be like oh in episode 43 like you meet like the villain for the movie who's gonna show up for two scenes and be like also i'm a bad guy but only in this movie um Mm. no i'm not sure um it's weird um right now it's like seeming like there might be a a movie for zero one in the fall which would be cool because like that would after the show has ended and between it's like crossover with Saber. So if that hasn't happened before, like they usually happen in the summer. Um, but no, what do you think is left for Comrade Zero One? Ooh, I mean, I can't really see Hirobi coming out of this alive, to be honest. 
Um, but I also can't see Aruto killing another human gear. So I really don't know how he would, or Jin, if you will, will convince Hirobi to uh, change his ways. I, I, I really can't piece it together right now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm still surprised that he's the big bad again. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And like, especially if, like, since like he hasn't technically ever gotten an upgrade, he's just gotten like stronger. Yeah, and like zero two would probably be able to take him out in like a couple of moves. You know what I mean? So that's gonna be interesting. I really don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I hope we see the evil Izu from before that was like in the one episode, but like hasn't uh, shown back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably see some remnant or version of the Ark's powers. Um, like maybe that's what keeps Hirobi able to fight back or something. Um. I want to know what happened with Jin, like when he was revived, because he was revived in a different weird way, and they never really expanded on that. Yeah, like different powers, like has ears, you know, all weird. And what happened to Ice I Chan? <laughs> that too, yeah. I want to see I Chan again. I like that character. I saw somebody else request for more Chesta too. You said you like her too, right? <laughs> Yeah, because she's just like much more monotone <laughs> than Izu. Like, there's lots of points where like she has to like laugh like a henchman, and she's like just in the background, like ha 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 ha. Good one, sir. But no, um, yeah, I can't call this one. I think we're due for a couple twists and turns and a couple deaths. Honestly, there's oh. people I don't want to die, but I think we see at least what? two character deaths. Well, I kind of think we already saw one in the preview. Is that counting towards you two? Uh, potentially. I'm going to say um, <laughs> if that sticks, then there's three character deaths. If but it this is the thing, though, man. Deaths. Like, we know that that person can be brought back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the stakes with, like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen the preview, but it's just the stakes aren't there for me right now. Like, I, I saw it and I got sad. I'm just like, I don't know. Well, if there's anyone who could kill someone for good it's like the people who did that in the first part of the show like they were like corrupting people and then like they could be brought back like it's only the more recent human gears from like the middle of the show that like have the keys and got brought back right Mm. maybe i don't know we'll see i think there's at least one or two deaths that stick that's my prediction um from the from our side or or message uh combined like from the cast i think um so one thing that happens is um after the show sometimes there's like um character focused movies like it'll be like oh here's like the comrade vulcan movie or whatever um Mm -hmm. usually there's like two or three of those though if you had to pick three characters not aruto uh to get like post-series like spinoff movies who would you pick uh more hirobi um, can I put two characters together as one? Uh, yeah, totally. I want to see uh, you and Fua's aims rebuild, and my third would be let's do something funny. Let's do a vice president episode. Okay, that'd be interesting, right? To see what he does behind the scenes and maneuvers. Those would be my three characters. What's your three? Ooh, um. I think one just for Yua would be good. Or like one that was like Yua versus like Guy or like Zaya. Um, one for Jin. I'd maybe want to see like um, 
if they did like something for like the smaller characters like Raiden and like Naki is like one or like a combined like Metsubo like Jinro one but I'm not sure yeah I was gonna say Nagi too but they kind of already had their own little arc so I'm like yeah but uh that'd be fun too it's hard to know what comes next because it's all been thrown off by like everything going on but I hope we get some good character story stuff out of it but I'm just glad that there's not like a manga out there that could spoil the ending for us <laughs> there may be a couple yeah. people that watch it before us and we might see something online but I'm just glad there's no like source that they're getting this information from they kind of like made it up as they go so I do appreciate that yeah that's nice uh, we're not like a year behind like something um, <laughs> yeah somebody would be like tag us on Twitter and like the ending I'm like oh really thanks <laughs> appreciate it. and we're recording the week they come out so we're not like a week behind which has caused some headaches but also means like like we can't get spoiled like a week ahead but um <laughs> because i could tell you some stuff about my hero academia that you would not believe yeah i have a lot of people <laughs> in my life that are manga readers and anytime like did you see this anime I'm like yeah i watched I, I read the manga i'm like oh i can't talk to you anymore like i, I automatically like just end the conversation i don't want to talk about it because it's kind of hard to balance between like where the anime stopped and yeah. Where the manga stopped and they like might say something that went a little bit too far. And I'm like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, just go ahead and spoil the rest. Well, something that might make you like a like big like manga reader is that um, Comrade Double got a like secret manga like last year, like eight or nine years after the show ended. And like it's like for adults, like it has like nudity in it and stuff. What? Yeah, they got like an R rated sequel. In, oh, like, wow. The form of, like a manga. Uh, I forget. Did you say you watched Double in, in full? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Like 10 years ago now. Oh, damn. Yeah, you are the expert. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Um, when we're not being experts, where can people find you, James? You can find me at PopcoNet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast podcast at comradewithme.com is the email of wrong order um on twitter.com at comradewithme um and at comradewithme.com that got a fresh coat of paint recently actually and has a new better theme and some better like art and stuff so that's cool there um we are always looking for some uh cool new five star reviews on itunes um we love we love the support we're getting. Um, those do help us with like positioning and stuff, and like being seen by more people. Um, and in three more five star reviews, uh, we do a kind of off the wall bonus episode, uh, which will be a short list of things like Surf Ninjas or like the Japanese dub of like King of the Hill. Um, and and next week, um, you can look forward to. Um, a guest in Pocky Squirrel from the Toku Ladies podcast is coming on to talk about um, the Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, the off-forgotten third and a half season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where the Power Rangers aren't there and there's aliens there instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the near future, we should have an episode based on Comrade Game, which will be fun. And um, yeah, we are shifting over and. Once we are done with Power Ranger now, like a lot more like uh, 
one-off cool one-shots and Comrade Saber, which should be really interesting. But uh, what lessons have we learned today, James? <laughs> uh, I need to start prepping myself for mine. Um, watch Kamen Rider and... <laughs> I fucking suck. <laughs> no, you're good, man. There's lots of I'll get I'll get one of these one time. There's so many. I'm just overwhelmed. Uh, watch Common Biden. And, uh, <laughs> Common Biden. <laughs> yeah, 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 Common Biden. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we had one earlier. Like, I just, yeah, like, forget. I, I was, like, I was trying to reuse the one that we had earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, watch Common Rider and drink underage. That's what it was. <laughs> watch Common Rider. And drink, drink underage. underage. Asterisks, we're not legally liable here at Comrade <laughs> for anything that you do. And you should not break any laws. But if you do, let us know if anything cool happens. But we are not supporting <laughs> you or giving we're you We're not role models. <laughs> Wink. <laughs>